Welcome to Once and Future Authors, Changing Lives One Book at a Time. I'm Stephanie Larkin, an author, independent publisher, and book coach. And each week we will be discussing processes and strategies to get your book finished and published and meet authors and publishing experts to tap into their experiences and expertise. There is one book out there that can change your life, and that is the book you write. So welcome aboard. This podcast is produced by Red Penguin Books, an independent publishing company working with authors of all genres. Whether you have a manuscript all ready to go, a book still stuck in your head, or perhaps even hundreds of handwritten sheets of loose leaf shoved in a drawer, visit redpenguinbooks.com and unleash your inner author. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Once in Future Authors podcast. I'm Stephanie, and I'm so delighted to be joined today by author Suvendu Tripathi. He's joining us from way across the globe. We even had to arrange for a good recording time so that we were both awake at the same time. That's how far we're talking. Suvendu is the author of The Crepe Jasmines, and I have to tell you on a personal note, loved every word of it and was hanging on it. So I'm so delighted to be joined here by the author. Thanks for joining me today. How are you today? I'm good, uh, Stephanie. Thank you so much uh, for your time. Oh, thrilled to have you. And yes, uh, we're morning here, we're evening there. We had to figure the whole thing out. Uh, Yes. You know, clear across the continent there. And your family and everyone is well there? Yes. uh, Thank God uh, for this. I mean, everybody is doing fine. Exactly. Now, you've been locked down for 15 months now? Yes. Uh, Does that mean you get a lot of writing done? Yeah, I mean, uh, (laughs) 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 so I saved uh, almost three hours on my, you know, driving to and from office, uh, you know. Three hours you used to do that every day? Yes, I mean, one and a half hours to and one and a half hours from office. So that is the time I saved uh, during the COVID um, uh, pandemic. And that enabled me to write my book. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of hours. I hope they never make you go back to the office. Yeah, (laughs) I I am hoping to, you know, not to go actually. (laughs) I bet three hours a day is a lot of time to be saving. I hope they keep you remote. And not that it is too far away. It is only 10 kilometers away from my home. 10 kilometers takes three an hour and a half? Yes, one way. Why does it take so long? The, we, we have, uh, you know, the infamous Bangalore traffic, you know. Oh, my no, You cannot predict, uh, you know, whether it will take one hour or 45 minutes or two hours one way. Okay, Sometimes, you walk that distance. So sometimes uh, it so happens that, you know, while, uh, you know, coming back from office, uh, I have even taken three hours to reach home. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Ten kilometers. Yes. Wow. Well, that makes our New York traffic not look so bad. That is nothing compared to Bangalore. (laughs) That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Well, tell us a little bit about how you got your start in writing? What what inspired you to start creative writing? 
Actually, uh, I have been uh, thinking of uh, writing a book uh, for a very long time. I mean, it is so long that, you know, probably in 2010, I, you know, started, I plan, I started planning to write the book. Then accordingly, you know, like any new author, uh, you know, I started a very elaborate uh, plan. Then I wrote down everything saying I will be finishing the book in probably next four to five months. And I promised myself that I will be writing at least uh, 500 words a day. Even I bought a separate computer, you know, to write the book. But that never happened, you know. It kept on, uh, you know, I mean, I kept on procrastinating the whole thing, you know. It never uh, happened. So, in the meantime, you know, my day-to-day job uh, kept me busy and one way or the other, I got some uh, excuse to not to write. (laughs) (laughs) That's what happens is everybody gets an excuse not to write. (laughs) Yes. And then, uh, you know, I was thinking, you know, I mean, that thinking was, I mean, now now that I have written my book, I realized that I was so wrong. I thought that probably I will write the way Salman Rushdie writes or uh, some other very famous writers like um, Arundhati Roy. I mean, both Arundhati Roy and Salman Rushdie, they have got the Booker Prize, right? So I thought I will be probably emulating their uh, style of writing. And uh, even I tried my best to be able to write the, like that, but it never happened. You know, I can be only Suvendu Tripathi. I cannot be them, right? <laughs> but that realization came very late. So uh, then um, one fine day uh, in April uh, 2020, I realized that if I don't write my book, probably you know, the story will go to my grave along with me, you know, <laughs> considering the COVID pandemic, you know. Oh, no. <laughs> so, uh, uh, because of that, you know, one is that. And then I also looked at uh, the, uh, if you consider the characters that uh, I have in my book, so the place that I live uh, in uh, Bangalore, I have, you know, many people from the place, you know, which I have considered in this book, you know, the background, the, you know, background of these people, like, uh, you know, from that part of the country that I belong to, many people come here to either become a software engineer or uh, to become a plumber or a carpenter or a cook. Oh, okay. Those are the choices. So, you know, if anybody is coming to Bangalore, the first choice is to become a software engineer, as if that is the easiest thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) So those people who don't get uh, into the software industry, they try to stick here and some of them, I mean, some of those people, you know, they become cooks. So you can even see in my book, uh, there are, you know, people are cooking the Odia delicacies uh, across uh, different parts of the state uh, to uh, make a living. Mm -hmm. So 
the place that I live in Bangalore, there are many people from Orissa, uh, the place I come from, who get by by just doing cooking, you know, in uh, other people's house. So my characters are all those, uh, you know, small time cooks, uh, the poor people small from small villages. They're just trying to make it uh, big in the large cities. So, um, so in April of 2020, I just said, if I don't write, you know, this story is not going to come out of my system and it will never be published. And uh, by the way, this is not my first book. You know, the first book is still under uh, <laughs> process. Ah, this okay. is my second book, but published first. Look at that. So, you know, I'm glad you said that because I think that happens to a lot of people that there's a book and then there's another book and it kind of jumps over it. And, you know, that's that's good to know that that's normal, that that happens. So yeah. these characters and this storyline, were they nagging you in your sleep or you, you know, were they saying, Svendu, write about us, write about us. What <laughs> what happens when you get an idea for a book? No, uh, actually, you know, uh, though my life, uh, you know, I, you know, I don't come from a similar background, okay. But you know, as a, you know, writer, you know, I mean, or as a potential writer or an aspiring writer, you know, I keep on looking at uh, people's, you know, the way people live, the way they behave, the way they speak. And how they deal with their, uh, you know, life's uh, problems. So when I speak to someone on the road, you know, I try to understand if somebody is saying a certain sentence, the way he is saying. I not only try to understand what he is say, uh, saying, I also try to understand why he is saying like that or why is he is saying that those particular words. Okay. So that, you know, I'm very observant, you know, the way people speak, you know, even smaller things like, you know, if you ask, how are you, people say, okay, you know, I'm surviving uh, the day or something like that, you know, it gives, uh, you know, it is a very simple answer, but it is also very philosophical. If you try to look at the, you know, try to understand the philosophy behind that answer. So, I have spoken to cooks, I have sp spoken to people, uh, you know, uh, who work uh, in others' uh, house as uh, housemaids. And uh, they're all over, I mean, from all over the country, even some of them come from uh, our neighboring country like uh, Bangladesh. You know, many people from Bangladesh, they cross over the border, come to India, and they not only you know uh, find a job uh, on the border areas, border states. They even many of them have even come to Bangalore. Bangalore is like at least uh, two thousand kilometers away from the border. They crossed from Bangalore, Bangladesh. Okay, so you know in human civilization, you know this. Uh, Crossing borders in search of livelihood is a major uh, this thing, right? You know, people keep on, people go from India to America, uh, India to Canada, 
from Europe to America, from America to Europe. I mean, you know, this cross-country movement is happening. You know, it, it has been happening for hundreds of thousands of years, thousands of years. Yes. So you know, the livelihood of people is so important for them. Then you know, they will cross uh, seven seas uh, just to find something for themselves. And people have their own uh, dreams. So when I look at people, you know, I see there is a story behind that person, uh, you know, the way he speaks, the way she speaks, the way they even work, or the way when they do their work, mm. or even the language they speak, you know. So all those things, you know, I have seen, observed them for a very long time. I have seen similar characters in my own village while growing up. Right. So I said, you know, I can very easily write a love story, you know, set in the metropolis of this country. You know, I mean, there are so many love stories you can write, which is easy to even write. But, right. you know, for me, you know, as a writer, you know, my philosophy is if I am able to speak the story, I mean, tell the story of the, you know, people for whom nobody talks about, mm-hmm. you know, that is a you know, much more greater achievement than, you know, writing a 200 page love story and selling in millions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, the market size for that is, uh, you know, too large in most of the major cities in this country. <laughs> Now, you have some very interesting themes in your book having to do with people who are from very different backgrounds getting together yeah. and how that goes down in India. Um, not necessarily acceptable, is it? Yes, it is not. Actually, um, in this uh, book, uh, you know, the main character, uh, Partha, um, and then uh, he, uh, the girl uh, you know he is in love with uh, so partha is a brahmin brahmin as in uh, you know in hindu uh, religion brahmin is you know the the priest in the temple okay mm-hmm. so they have to live their life in a certain way they don't have to eat certain things uh, i mean they cannot eat, eat non vegetarian they have to live their life in a certain way and very limited, uh, you know, living they have, you know, they cannot eat certain things on a Monday or they cannot eat something on a Thursday or even certain month of the year. It is like that. Okay. And that guy, you know, he uh, falls in love with uh, a Muslim girl. And in uh, the place that this uh, whole, you know, story starts, you know, there within the Hindu community also, Hindu religion also, if a Brahmin boy marries a non-Brahmin girl or vice versa, that becomes a huge issue. So here it is not only non-Brahmin, it is, you know, not from the Hindu religion, the Muslim religion, right? Right. But issue is the objective of the story, you know, is it is how different uh, people from different religion, background, and culture, you know, they have 
got integrated into the system you know the larger system to the larger scheme of things of the society so the grandparents of uh, asifa the lady uh, whom partha marries um, after eloping from uh, uh, odisha uh-huh. they came from uh, bangladesh you know during the partition but you know when people are poor they you know they have to get by in their life doing anything that they can do mm. right so you can see in that book uh, uh, in in this book uh, the grandparents of asifa they used to i mean actually grandfather of asifa he used to make uh, the statues of different hindu gods and goddesses he is a muslim Mm-hmm. and he makes this and those statues they get uh, you know bought by hindus for all their different festivals across the i mean throughout the year you know hindus have so many different festivals and so they buy from that person they worship that particular uh, you know uh, god and goddess mm-hmm. and when you are hindu and worshiping that god or goddess made by a muslim you don't uh, you know you don't think that it has been made by a muslim right for you it is that god you know whether it is uh, you know whether it is uh, god or goddess you know for you it is just that statue of that god or goddess you don't think who who is behind the creation of that right 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 but you know the livelihood you know it is so strange you know that or it's not in even strange it, it is also in some way very beautiful that you know for the sake of livelihood people do so many different things and uh, nobody really cares whether it is for the hindu or it is for the, for the muslim or the religion doesn't come into picture i get that and okay. and when uh, they when people come from one uh, geography to another you know it is in their very nature as human beings to get integrated to the new culture very easily you know it is part of the you know process of you know living as a human being right right so i mean as uh, you know people people try to find differences and uh, the barriers and all those stuff between geographies religion and all those uh, stuff but isu is you know human beings naturally are not like that were, were you so, hoping with a book that you would shine a light on that that people would come to realize that the the differences are preconceived and people should be more accepting was that part of your plan or No it is I mean, I'm just a you know humble writer you know I am writing what is there in my mind I don't want people to even change their you know thoughts because I am writing that story <laughs> I just want people to read it you know <laughs> and that is just one of the possibilities I I I love that I have to tell you so many of, yes that was that was my intent i'm trying to change society here with this book no you're i'm a humble writer i just had this story and you know hopefully they'll pick up on all of these things 
that are that are in there. And I love that the themes of of these two people who generally wouldn't be together falling in love. But also, I love the theme that somebody who is actually creating the the Hindu gods is not necessarily Hindu. Yeah, very interesting that we don't know where things come from, not even religious objects. Yes. Very, very interesting. I, I, I didn't, you know, catch that. And that's something very important for people to realize that you might, you might be biased and say, this couple can't be together, but yet in your house, you have, um, you know, a, a god of Ganesh or whatever it might be, and you don't know where that came from. Very interesting. Yes. <laughs> you don't know who has made it, right? Exactly. You don't. So, and you don't and know then, who uh, your food, and you don't know who made the things in your house, and yet you're accepting of all of that, but maybe not in a relationship sort of a way. Yeah. Very interesting. I like that a lot, and that's very eye-opening for people to realize. And uh, it is not only. I mean, uh, I have given the. Uh, title of this book as the crepe jasmines uh, it is because you know uh, the crepe jasmines it has a very nuanced uh, fragrance you know i mean so uh, basically the white color uh, uh, flower that uh, flower during mostly i mean they flower throughout the year but mostly you know they you know, in general, they flower better during the monsoon season. Okay. I mean, so so in the monsoon season, when you go in the morning, early morning, it is drizzling and you go and pluck one of those flowers, then it has a very nuanced smell, you know, you, and this, you will be able to realize the smell only if you go near that, that uh, you know, flower. It is not very much unlike a rose, you know. Rose, you can smell the thing, you know, even from 20 meters or even 50 meters. If, if the air is coming your way from the direction of the uh, flower, I mean, gold, I mean, rose. But this, uh, this uh, crepe just means you have to be near to that, uh, you know, plant to be able to realize their fragrance. Okay. And it is uh, a metaphor for people, you know, the way villagers live you know in cities you know people talk i mean they are so full of themselves they only talk about themselves okay they want to market themselves they want to sell themselves you know all their good things and you know how how they are the best uh, human beings uh, you know on earth like that but in villages people are very humble you know they don't want to come to you and tell they are so and so you know you have to go to them, talk to them, only to realize uh, how good or bad they are, you know. So that is the reason why, you know, I gave this uh, title as the crepe jasmines. And here, most of the characters, like even the parents of uh, Partha, or even the parents of uh, Asifa, you know, they are also... Uh, the crepe just means in their own way. Mm. So, like Partha's father, Bansi, you know, he has very limited resources, right? 
but like the fathers of uh, you know the world you know who have a lot of dreams uh, for their children's when children's future you know they do almost everything that is possible under the sun to make that dream happen right mm. otherwise you know he did not have to leave his village go you know go around places cooking uh, to earn that money right so i mean not that he was very poor i mean he was not very poor if you consider the kind of uh, you know cultivation he did the kind of uh, crop uh, you know paddy and other stuff uh, he may, was able to cultivate uh, in his own village that was enough to run the household right mm-hmm. but you know most of the villages across the country in uh, india you know not that they don't get to eat they eat they you know they celebrate life they celebrate various uh, festivals and all but for that you don't need a lot of money to do it you know almost everything you can have in your own village but if you have to send your kids uh, to study you have to send them to the larger cities and if you have to send them to larger cities you need cash mm. so for this uh, guy's father to be able to send all his kids to college he has to, he had to do all these uh, you know cooking jobs across the state going from place to place and you know so that is you know one is if you have a dream for your kids or and then your kids also have to be in in alignment with that dream otherwise it will, it will not happen so it is a complete story of you know the family how the families should work together to realize their larger goal and all these things so it is not only story of uh, partha or asi no you're absolutely right and that story universal themes of want, parents wanting the best for their children and working hard at it themes of what people are like in small places as opposed to in big places and i love the way you described the title and a person like me would not realize that to smell the beautiful scent of the crepe jasmines you're not going to smell it from way off you have to you have to really get to know that flower yes getting close and that's the same with many many people many people are not outwardly you don't see them you have to get in close but once you do and once your readers get in close and get to really meet your characters they're going to discover so many beautiful things i love the book and just love learning about the lives of your characters and for me learning more about a country that i you know i'm familiar with on a surface level but now i feel like i have friends there the absolutely So tell me a little bit about uh, what's next for you. Are you working on any other projects? Are you still locked down and not commuting? So you have time to write? What's going on? Yeah, actually, uh, I'm now uh, trying to finish my first book, <laughs> which will be probably the second published book. All right. Look at that. Okay. <laughs> so uh, this story is about uh, someone from the uh, western part of the state that I come from. So... the eastern part you know that is nearer to the larger cities of the state you know where i come from odisha but if you consider the western part you know 
one is in the eastern part you know you have rivers and uh, you know you have fertile land so people can do cultivation and get by in the, in, in their day to day life but if you go to the western side of the state which is uh, full of uh, dense uh, jungles and uh, you know mountains and all those stuff one is you know it is a challenge to even come out of the village because roads don't exist oh. and then uh, there is this problem of malaria so many of these people you know they at least uh, have malaria once or twice a year and uh, and they don't have access to healthcare mm. and uh, to go to school they have to walk uh, at least 7 8 9 uh, kilometers uh, through the jungles uh, and uh, the time uh, you know Uh, this uh, story is set uh, you know is like you know around 40 years back when uh, even today also if somebody walks uh, in the winter or early summer uh, you know through the jungles in early morning probably one would come across uh, if one is unlucky will come across uh, you know bears bear you know i don't know <laughs> whether you are familiar with that uh, you might have a different uh, size of bears in america but here in india they are smaller in size but they are uh, more or less equally dangerous for okay. human beings so you know i used to study in one of those villages uh, for four or five years uh, when i was a student uh, in in high uh, high school so i have seen men, at least a couple of my classmates uh, getting attacked by bears you know on their way to school so that is you know right. and then so if you compare people from the eastern side of the state versus western in the western side they are not only poor they are um they 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 have a high probability to get uh, malaria get attacked by uh various <laughs> uh, animals from the jungles and uh, then um, they have to eke out their living by selling uh, firewood uh, because that is one of the most uh, uh most often available work that they can uh, have uh, at any point of the any any point of the year so you know all the challenges that one has to face uh, you know in living that life so i am going to cover that uh, you know in this story but uh, you know in this story also the main character would uh, like to you know in the my first book the main characters they don't take on the you know society you know they just live you know they try to sidestep all the challenges uh, very peacefully and uh, just uh, you know live their life 
but this uh, book that i am currently writing probably the characters will be kind a little more aggressive okay they would uh, be you know not uh, taking things uh, lying down right okay and they will be on your face basically <laughs> so well, it will be a little different uh, in terms of the characters okay well we will keep an eye out for that and uh, as much as I want your your family and everyone healthy, I also want you working from home to get rid of that commute so you have time for all that writing. So I will hope for still uh, working remotely for you, even though it would be nice if you were able to at least leave the house. And yes. for our viewers, you can find uh, Subendu's uh, second book, but his first published book, The Crepe Jasmines. Um, it's available all over the world and you will really love learning about these uh, people that you probably have not met in your life, but very, very eye-opening. Thank you so much for joining us today and good luck with all of your writing. Thank you so much. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. Thanks so much for joining us for Once and Future Authors. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Reviews help other interested listeners to find the show, so your review could launch new books every day. Thanks again for joining us, and happy writing!